and welcome to another great message from Mr. Christian Outreach Church. We pray you'll be inspired and equipped by this teaching. For more information on Noosa Christian Outreach Church, please check out our website at noosacoc.org.au. Enjoy. Thanks. Let me get set up here. Thank you, Kristen. Pastor Kristen. Uh, yes, that's right. Thummer Camp is on. Uh, and uh, after service, we've got a uh, snow cone machine outside. Uh, and just to let you know that, um, and they're all free. Uh, so just act like you've got a child, a teenage son or daughter, and just say, hey, look, I'm interested. Come up, grab a snow cone. And, uh, and also a flyer about our Thummer Camp. It's actually $60 for Monday to Wednesday. So that's like 20 bucks a day for us to look after your kids. What? Hang on, what are we thinking? That's crazy. Uh, or if you know someone who's a parent and they look a little bit shabby after Christmas and, and just go up to them and say, I, I want to take your kids to summer camp, sponsor them and give your mates a great couple of days rest. New Year, sound good? Fantastic. You ready for something remotely spiritual this morning? All right, we better pray. Father God, we thank you so much, Lord, for your eternal word, Lord, that can speak to us uh, in any time, Lord. Through whatever circumstances we're walking through, whatever moment that we're walking through, Father God, your word is true, and we're grateful for it, and we're thankful for it today. We're ready to receive and be changed by your word, Lord God. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. The title of the message this morning is simply fun. Fun. Doesn't sound like a very spiritual word. But uh, it's actually plastered all over Scripture, and it's actually a vital and powerful and important part of our lives. And so we're going to have a little walk through some Scriptures today about fun. Uh, If you're still thinking that I'm just trying to be light and fluffy, hopefully by the end, you'll see that it's actually something I really believe, uh, and that it's on the start of this year, we need to really capture the joy of the Lord and really intentionally... Uh, program that into our lives as something that's going to fuel our life going forward. So we're going to do that. Uh, We're going to start in Philippians where Pastor Kristen uh, finished, or no, just before that in Philippians 4. And we uh, briefly looked at this when uh, last time I shared on, on spiritual maturity. But it says this, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Again, sounds really cute. Like it's just for something, you know, with a tambourine. But, uh, but that word rejoice isn't just, it, it doesn't may have any power if we just think it's a, it's a Bible word. I don't usually talk about rejoicing unless we're in church. Um, don't re- you know, I don't really say, hey, let's, uh, Josh, let's go and rejoice over some mangoes. You know what I mean? Or, uh, there's actually a scripture in the Bible, close your ears, kids, that it says that uh, one of the chaps, he rejoiced with his wife. And I don't think that was Scrabble or Monopoly. Uh, so... It's actually, if we leave it as a term that we don't put in our everyday life, it's sort of devoid of that power and connection. But what that actually means, the rejoicing is the clapping of your hands, the lifting of your voice, the actual enjoyment. There's joy in there. And so for us, just for the sake of today, just humor me that uh, for the sake of receiving and imbibing the word of God today, let's say that we're rejoicing, we're equating with fun. People say, oh, I, can, I have the joy of the Lord on the inside. Well, I can't see it. Show me. And so here it says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. 
And why is it important? Why is this uh, implored? Like, why is this something that is reminded to us in Scripture? It's because we forget. We forget to enjoy ourselves. You know what I mean? Sometimes we just think, oh, the pressures or the responsibilities or all these kinds of things which we take on is so serious. And yet, the joy of the Lord, it's actually up there in the fruit of the Spirit. It's like love, joy. You know what I mean? God's prioritizing that for a reason, and we're going to find that out today. And so if we, we need to talk in terms of joy, not just churchy, rejoicey words, but actually fun and, and capture that into our life because it's actually one of the most evangelistic things you can do. It's actually one of the most anointed, powerful things you can do is actually purposely walk forward with joy and have fun in your life in the Lord. Fun is actually the wisest thing you can do. If we go to Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verse 24, fantastic, it's already up there, they know where I'm going. It says this, nothing is better for a man than he should eat and drink and that his soul should enjoy good in his labor. This also I saw was from the hand of God. For who can eat or who can have enjoyment more than I? So it's like, nothing better. Sometimes you guys, you know, we're working out, what's the will of God? And you know what? There's nothing wrong with working and enjoying the fruit of that. Doing something, not doing nothing. Doing something, receiving the fruit of that, and then enjoying it. It's actually a gift from God. Sometimes we're trying to get too deep, and God's like, just enjoy life. But I've got to do something, something crazy. No, 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 no. Go to work, do a fantastic job. Bless the people in your workplace or create a business, whatever you want to do, and then enjoy what that produces. And it says, for God gives wisdom and knowledge and joy. This, is, this, this combination really perplexed me because I'm thinking when God's giving stuff like these, these, these things that are full of gravity, like that wisdom and knowledge, it would be like authority or, or power. And so, but it, it, he gives us wisdom and he gives us knowledge and, he, and joy. Weird combo. Weird Happy Meal combo there, you know? And, but he says that he gives wisdom, knowledge, and joy to a man who, who is good in his sight, but to the sinner he gives the task, he gives the work of gathering and collecting that he may give to him who is good before God. This is also vanity and grasping for the wind. Bizarre that that God will couple them together, but I realize that joy and wisdom are actually really closely related, like super closely related. And that sometimes joy is the wisest thing you can do. And you omit that to your own peril. You might be facing serious challenge here. I'm not belittling that today. Health-wise, family-wise, financially, you know, whatever that looks like. I'm not saying life's just cute. (laughs) You know what I mean? There's some serious stuff in life. But part of those weapons that God's given you, part of that, the arsenal, and, and there was a finish to that word, is that, uh, that you use joy intentionally. You, have you noticed that those, those photos in wartime, and they're on like an F, whatever they are, F-14, F-11, F-111, you know, airplanes and stuff like that, and then you see that, that, that soldier on the wing, whoosh, knocking a golf club, a uh, golf ball. Have you seen those kind of things? Or they're out there in, you know, in, in some of these war-torn countries and they're, they're throwing gridirons and things like that. And they know because otherwise you get this battle fatigue and that the best way to re-energize, even though they're doing something serious, even though it's life and death, they have to inject joy in there just to give themselves a mental break, to refresh, to replenish. Notice that word recreation, recreation. You sometimes get tired from creating, but the way to recreate is to re-energize is to actually go and have some fun. 
kind of picturing in my mind like, <sighs> there was big, a big cheer at that point. <laughs> didn't, didn't work. It didn't work. Oh, there it did. It did. Oh, hey. Even in 1 Peter, I don't think we've got this one up, but even in 1 Peter 5, 5 to 7, it says, Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive one to another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Because sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do is not give a rip. It's not give a rip. Not neglect your responsibilities, but actually know that you're not the source of every answer. I, hey, I'm doing the best I can. Well, what about this? And the circumstances scream to you or other people scream to you. Or, What's the answer? What about this? What about this? And I'm like, well, I am not in a position. I'm not the author of truth right here. I'm doing my best and uh, I'm trusting God. And so I'm casting my care upon him. Yeah, doing what I need to do, but casting the care of that on him and saying, God, you got this. It's bigger than me. I know I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but I'm acknowledging that I don't have the answer to this. So the best thing I can do is praise the Lord right now. So we're going to just go through four quick points about fun. Number one, fun is important. If we go to Nehemiah chapter 8, it's really important. I take fun seriously, really seriously. Because if that evaporates out of your life, you're cactus really quick. Even if that evaporates out of your walk with God. Nehemiah 8, verse 10 says this, then he, and you might have heard the shortened version of people say, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Joy of the Lord is your strength, yeah. But that doesn't, like just holding that, doesn't, we don't really understand how to actually walk in that, just purely by that shortened statement. So we're going to go through the, the full scripture of it this morning. It says here in, in uh, verse 10, Then he said to them, Go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions to those for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy. It's supposed to be holy. Sorry, that was my typo. This day is not hold to our Lord. This day is holy to our Lord. Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So, okay, again, Bible language sometimes we don't get. But what that means to me, you go your way, eat the fat, Drink the sweet and send portions out to those for whom nothing is prepared. To me, that sounds like a party. Ew. <laughs> you know what I mean? And this is in a context where the, the, the ministers, the Levites, and the, they're declaring the word of God, right? And they're saying, don't, don't drink diet drinks. Don't, don't, don't go to, you know, it says, eat the fat, drink the sweet. And, but don't just do it for yourself. Send portions out to those for whom nothing is prepared. So people that aren't ready, hey, man, come over. And why? Because you're carnal? Why? Because you're a sinner? No, no, no. Because this day is holy to our Lord. Neither be sorry. I think the, new, the, the uh, old King James says, do not sorrow because the joy of the Lord is your strength. When we come together, we sing. And sometimes we smile. Why? Because the day is holy to our Lord. Like Pastor Kristen was talking about the hub. Hey, man, there's food there. I mean, if there's, if there's people that things have not been prepared for, mate, calm down. You'll be full-bellied before you walk off the property. Like, how good is that? 
And then it continues on. It says, so the Levites quieted all the people saying, be still for this day is holy. Do not be grieved. And all the people went their way to eat and drink and send portions and rejoice greatly because they understood the words that were declared to them. What a miracle. They were obedient to the word preached, Pastor Josh. They went away and partied. They went away and celebrated God, included others, and said, okay, we're going to do what was just preached to us, and we're not going to be sorry. We're not going to be depressive. We're not going to be dry and brittle. We're actually going to be alive in God. So number one, fun. It's important. It's very important. Number two, fun is the truth. It's the truth. You can't fake fun. You can't fake it because it ceases to be fun. The kids are great like that. You can be like, ha, 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 and they're like, it's boring. You know what I mean? They'll tell you the truth. That's why, I, I honestly, I think some of the comedians of today, or I like the, the preachers, as in they speak truth into culture, and it makes us laugh, but it's true. You know, it's like, ha, 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 yeah, so true. That third raw down thing or from Jimmy Allen or whatever. You know what I mean? Like they, and, and, and I think that there's something powerful because it's true what we laugh at. It's not lies. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15, it says, But speaking the truth in love, not lying to each other, not pretending nothing's bad, but speaking the truth in love. Hey, it, you know, if you have something stern to say to someone, do it with a smile and watch how easier, watch how different the response would be. Rather than, you were totally wrong about that. You need to fix yourself up. Rather than, mate, that was the dumbest thing you ever did, eh? <laughs> Bro, how about the consequences? Like, oof, far out. So glad you do, man. So I never have to do that. I've learned my lesson. Hey, so good. How much easier to receive correction is it like that? Yeah. <laughs> See, it's the truth. Fun's the truth. The joy of the Lord is actually the truth. He's actually better and bigger than your problems right now. <laughs> How are we going? Number three is fun will protect you. I remember a, a friend telling me once that uh, he was in the middle of watching like a comedy and he got this abusive phone call from someone that reckoned that he'd done the wrong thing. And he was so he was there watching like... <laughs> oh, sorry, now... It's mm, mm, mm. <laughs> so he's watching the movie, <laughs> and this guy's like, <laughs> and he, but he was so in a moment of laughing that it just bounced straight off him. You know, if you're already feeling down, and then someone says something bad or dumb or whatever or attacking, attacking to you, then it really gets under your armor. I mean, it lodges in, and you can have a great day, but something in, and then you're just you're just limping for the rest of the day. Of that, oh man. But when you're having fun, it just bounces straight off you. Fun will actually protect you. It really will. From some of the batterings of life, some of the, the, just the normal bumps and, and, and things that, and bruises that happen in life. So it'll protect you. It'll insulate you from criticism. The Vine's Bible Dictionary states that joy is associated with life. You don't see a dead guy laughing. It's, it's associated with life. It's a sign of life. <laughs> you know, there's even laughing clubs. Like in Asia and stuff, where they go together and they just start laughing for the sake of it. 
and it actually releases the right chemicals and all this kind of stuff to actually fight depression. Bizarre, hey, bizarre. But it, it's great. So, Christian, are you saying that, oh, that life is all fun, that it has to be fun? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am. You've tried living the other way. See how that worked out. The only, the only serious thoughts, honestly, even in the old earth, has become, come because of sin. Like, God, do you think he was just, just enough, God, when he created? You know, he was, he was crazy. He was having the time of his life. I mean, he is painting colors. He's making, he's making animals. And, and not, not just functionally. You know what I mean? Like, a toucan is not functional. You know what I mean? Imagine if you're creating, you're just like, yeah, no, no, no. Like, you know? And, and, our, and, our, and literally, our senses are designed to receive the glory of God. Receive that joy. There's joy in a mango. There's joy in a passion fruit. There's joy in a steak, depending on your religious belief, where it's like, ah, you know, I mean, you taste things, you smell things, you see things. Literally, the tiny little hairs on your arm are there so that it, when the breeze goes past, it just cools you slightly from the slight perspiration, hopefully not from the person next to you who smells already. But, uh, and then, it, and, and you just, whoa, just so refreshing. I mean, God designed you so that way for enjoyment, not just function. And it'll protect you. We see at, in, in Acts 16, we see the Apostle Paul, he was, he was in prison. He's just been, uh, you know, beaten, whipped. He's in chains, persecuted for the cause of Christ. He's in jail. And at midnight, what do we find him doing? Then sings my soul. I mean, what a crazy... I mean, if you were the jailer, what would you be thinking? I'll tell you what I'd be thinking. His God's real. If one thing goes wrong for us, how quickly will it? Oh, God, what's happening? What's going on? I'm trying to do something nice for someone. And then I'm in this moment. Ugh. And yet, Paul is just like, <laughs> this is hilarious. Then sings my soul. And can you imagine being there? At midnight. But it worked, didn't it? The joy of the Lord worked, popped him out of prison. Literally, the evangelistic power of God happened where they're all like, oh my goodness, what must I do to be saved? I tell you what, joy was more important in that moment than just deliverance. And it's like that with your life too. Just deliverance, you, that doesn't necessarily make you really grateful for God, grateful to God. You forget that real quick. If you're joyful about it, wow, that sticks with you. I saw a friend of mine. I've literally known him since we were three. We went to kindergarten in Karoi together. He lives overseas now. Uh, not a believer. Saw him. He was home. He lives in London. He was home for a couple of weeks. I saw him over Christmas. Just for literally, he was flying out the next day, literally 10 to 15 minutes. I was, and I was just like, hey, let's go. Yeah, just see you. There's a heap happening. So good to see you. Quick catch up. Meet his kids. And then went. And he, and he Facebook emailed me um, a few days later. And he said, mate, it was such a breath of fresh air seeing you again. And all I'm saying that for is, that to me is an indicator, I'm still on track. <laughs> Does your life witness to others before you open your mouth? Do they see you and go, something slightly, for just seeing you or encountering you or whatever, or when you enter a room, does that pull me towards God? Or does it be like, eesh, <laughs> clearly God's dead. It's easy. Anyone can serve God and hate it. That's easy. 
blame him for everything. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's easy. The batterings of life are going to come. And James 1 talks about when, you, when you're under pressure and testing and trial, it says, you can, well, it doesn't actually say you can think anything, but it says, don't say it. Don't say it's God. When you're under pressure, of course, the, the natural mind is going to start thinking, man, someone is clearly against me. But it says, don't say that. God's not pressured and tempted by that kind of stuff. Because sometimes we, we talk too early and blame God for stuff. Imagine flipping that and, and being like the Apostle Paul, just laughing at it, even if you don't know what to say. Paul talks about the joy of faith. In John 16, 24, it says, Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. Not so that God just meets your needs. He's like, pray. You receive it so that you're full of joy. How great is it when you have prayed for something and it comes? It happens. It comes to pass. And you know it's God. It's literally from your heavenly Father. In a moment of need, you prayed and it's happened. And you're like, God, you're just so grateful not, not just for survival, but also for joy. He's literally saying answered prayer. Joy comes from answered prayer. He's saying, I want you to be laughing and stoked about me. So pray. Not pray because you have to. See, the duty thing, if we're just living under duty, that, that does not, uh, um, it doesn't keep going. It's short-lived. It's not sustainable. But joy, there's someone I can respect. Not that life's easy, but your response is, God's still bigger, God's still great. And that, that's not great because I'm three and I've never encountered a problem or I'm 12 and I've never encountered a problem. No, 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 no. That you've been walking with God for years and years and decades and he's still good and you're still stoked about it. He's not your problem. He's still fantastic. Yeah, there's a few scars. Yeah, there's a few limps. Yeah, there's, you know, you've dodged a few bullets, but God's still good. That's such a testimony to me and others in the world around you. When you enter a room, what happens? When it was talked about Jesus, it said he was anointed with the oil of gladness above, um, old King James, above all his fellows. You know, so basically, the oil of gladness. He was actually happier. He was more glad than anyone else in the room. And it was an anointing, it says. When, so when Jesus turned up, the party happened. When you turn up into a room, what happens? <sighs> oh, yeah, we know what, he's going to whinge about the same things. Yeah, man, yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh, and then they, they walk away from you and think, gee, I'm going to try and dodge that guy again. Or when you turn up into a room, does life happen? Does forgiveness happen? Does joy happen? Does healing happen? Just, just a question. <laughs> Even talking to Jesus, it said, when, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame. So even, not because nothing bad happened to him, even when he knew he was going to the cross, he said, for the joy set before him. It was a joy. He knew it was painful. He knew it was absolutely the atrocities according to that. And he walked forward, not begrudgingly. Oh, God. You know, like the cartoons. Whenever someone's mad in the cartoons, they shake their fist like that. He wasn't like that. The joy set before him. As a parent, is there a joy set before you? You can endure things because there's a joy. 
I, it doesn't say this, but maybe without that joy, maybe it would have it struggled. I don't know. But for the joy set before him, endured the cross. For the joy set before you of maybe a great result of something, a, a family serving God, a family out of debt, of, uh, you know what I mean, a, uh, something for you where life can be better, something, a goal that you're, you're, you're moving towards, resisting temptation, moving forward, resisting a distraction and moving forward. Who knows? So number one, fun is important. Number two, fun is the truth. Number three, fun will protect you. And number fun, fun, uh, number four, <laughs> fun locates you. Locates who you are, where you're at. You know, you can be in a workplace or a school or something, everyone's got their uniform on, or where you work, you may have to wear it, and everyone looks the same. And you look, you, you, I won't say judge, you'll you assess people on that. And you've all got your uniforms on, and you just think, oh, they're boring, they're boring, they're boring. Or, or you're just like, oh, yeah, they're just, you know, we're all doing this thing, yeah. But then you notice maybe like this slight tap <laughs> when someone leans over on the back of their neck. Or you notice the, uh, you know, the Coldplay, Coldplay bracelet still on their wrist from the weekend. Or, I don't know, they've got their, the, the uh, sun burn, you know, except the glasses tan. You're like, dude, what did you do on the weekend? He's like, oh, we went dirt bike riding all weekend. Or we did this, or we went surfing. Or, and, and then suddenly your opinion of them changes, not because of what you have to do, not that the job stuff is just functional, but it's actually the other stuff you're known more for that. And suddenly, if, so, if someone's into that, you, you know, they might be doing a very mundane job, but then suddenly on the weekend they're painting these fantastic paintings, and you're like, wow, it speaks so much about who they are, not just the functional side, not just the have-tos, not just the duty, but what do you do when, what do you, do when you don't have to do? You know what I mean? What's the fun stuff for you? It says a lot about you. It says a lot about you that you're here on a Sunday morning with cracking weather and you're like, no, 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 God is fun for us. We're going to come and celebrate God in all his goodness. Remind ourselves of his goodness here today and come to church. It says a lot about you. Yeah? And it locates you. And, and, and on the other side of that too, your fun can disqualify you. You know what I mean? Like I could be up here and you're thinking, okay, he's, a, he's an okay bloke. Uh, you know, it seems like he's not doing anything too silly and uh, seems all right, nice guy, blah, 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 blah. And then you find out, but then I tell you, I look like for fun, I know it's just weird, but I just love biting the heads of cats and like drinking their blood. I, I know it's weird, but it's just fun. It's just my fun. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. Or, you know, I, I, I do like to throw rocks when people are going through the roundabout and, you know, just to see their reaction. <laughs> Your opinion of me would change dramatically. In that one moment, just on fun. And I could say, but hey, I'm doing everything else right. See what I'm saying? So how you have fun and, and even just noticing in your own heart what's coming out, what are you, are you enjoying and where are your, your heart inclinations towards, it's a great way to understand what direction you're heading in and also the state and condition of your own heart. And that's why where we started, it says rejoice in the Lord always. Talks in scripture, again, I'll tell you that. It's, it's, not, uh, it's not hard for me to keep reminding you that because otherwise you're going to start rejoicing in other things. You're going to start pandering to your own flesh when you just get any sort of kind of whim of, well, oh, that feels fun or that's going to be enjoying uh, something and it's going to lead to death. It's going to actually disqualify you some stuff. And so that's why it's so important on purpose, regularly, intentionally to have fun in God, to rejoice in him, to celebrate him, celebrate him. Individually, when you're in the car, just crank that worship music up. When you're together, actually enjoy each other. 
And you can do that. Joy is in your heart. I know you can be facing some sad, hard, sad things. And, and, uh, and, and you think that there's nothing left to celebrate. You know, I mean, even the world's getting onto this. I mean, that mindfulness is massive. Mindfulness practice is massive throughout corporations. They're throwing money at mindfulness, which is gratefulness. <laughs> Taking moments to be grateful for what you can. They might not know who to thank, but they're, they're, you know, they're, they're probably obeying that more than a lot of us. You know what I'm saying? He's just being grateful. He's just actually putting a pop in your step about the day. You could be facing challenge like Jesus. You could be, maybe not that hard, but you could be facing challenge today. But you can still, the, the power that is released when you put a moment of joy into your day. I'm serious. I love doing it. I love doing it. I love, you call someone and instead of just, hey man, how are you going? You know where that's going. And in, in five seconds, you can empower and impart joy into someone's life and just change that. You go, hey, 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 when you answer the phone. Or, or sometimes I like to sing, sing people's names when I answer the phone. And that's a good one too. I don't know if my voice is good for that. You know, like Ben, I could be like, hey, man, hey, Ben. Or I could be, hey, Ben. Or I could be like, Ben, Ben. <laughs> See what happened. Imparted joy. Five seconds. Not hard. See, don't tell me joy's not in you. Don't tell me your problems are bigger than joy in your heart. It's still in there. It's just under a pile of mud. It's still there. And you can activate it. And the more you start walking, on, walking in it, it becomes this powerful force in your life where you can actually use it. You can be walking to... Literally, same thing. You can be walking somewhere and you can be walking like this. Or in two seconds, you can go, hang on a sec, I don't want to have a rubbish day, it's only 8am. You know what I mean? You're feeling, you know, like dump. So you, you can just change that and just in one simple little twirl, hey! <laughs> and you can change your day, seriously. And you're thinking, oh, I'm being flippant and fickle. Well then, try it, prove me wrong. Stay depressed, dancing. Stay depressed, praising God. I'm not saying there's not medical conditions and chemical things attached to that, but most of that, most of what you're going through, most of it is actually not that. Most of it is other stuff that we can start to walk through. And do you know what? It honors God. I'm not saying it's easy at all. Where you get smacked in the face by life. And your only conclusion is, this is the end. I'm going down. It's bad. And I don't know why God's left me. The most powerful moments of faith to take a step of faith is to sing again, to dance again, bless someone else with something. You know, it's amazing the power of that, the extra. What you don't have to do, it's powerful. Same, you go into a coffee shop. It's not, it doesn't all have to be the amounts or the time. That you don't have to, you, you can think, oh man, I need a week's holiday, but I just can't do it. Yeah, you can't. But that doesn't mean you can't have five minutes. Doesn't mean you can't go to the driving range on the way home. Um, Another thing, you know, because I think we, the advice we would give others about success is fantastic advice. We need to take it ourselves. You, you know what I mean? You probably need to, there's a fantastic book you need to read. It's in your bookshelf. <laughs> you read it once five years ago. It's great truths in there. Seriously, some of your bookshelves you guys have got. You've read them once. Powerful truths. Just go back. I, I can't afford all the new resources. Great. You've got 50 of them in your bookshelf. Just go back and pull that up. There's some fantastic stuff. Start living that. 
thing I like to do if I'm feeling really down is uh, just go and sit at the bottom of the pool. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious. That'll sort out your priorities real quick. <laughs> you do come up praising God. Grateful for the oxygen in your lungs. It does. It's, it's seriously, in a minute, it'll put like, your whole life in perspective. Do it, do it, do it. One last scripture. Uh, in Deuteronomy 28. Now this chapter, it's known as the blessing and the cursing chapter. It's massively long. It's got like 60 or 70 verses in it. And it talks about the blessing and then the cursing. The first 14 verses are blessing. God's saying you'll be the head and not the tail. You'll be above only and not beneath. Your your enemies will come against you one way and be scattered against you seven ways. You know, all this stuff, it's fantastic. And then there's about 40-something scriptures of of what the curse looks like, which is... And then then at the end, towards the end of the chapter, it wraps it up. And that's where we're going to kind of join it here in... uh, in verse 38. And it says this. You shall carry... Uh, yeah, the first one. Yeah, that's good. You shall carry much seed out to the field, but gather little in, for the locusts shall consume it. You shall plant vineyards and tend them, but you shall neither drink of the wine nor gather the grapes, for the worms shall eat them. You shall have olive trees throughout all your territory, but you shall not anoint yourself with the oil, for your olives shall drop off. This guy's having a shocker. His olives are dropping off. You shall beget sons and daughters. They shall not be yours, for they shall go into captivity. Locusts shall consume all your trees and the produce of your land. The alien who is among you shall rise higher and higher above you, and you shall come down lower and lower. He shall lend to you, but you shall not lend to him. He shall be the head, and you shall be the tail. Moreover, all these curses shall come upon you and pursue you and overtake you until you are destroyed, because you did not obey the voice of the Lord your God to keep his commandments and his statutes, which he commanded you, and they shall be upon you for a sign and a wonder and on your descendants forever. Now stop there. And this is where some people stop, and their theology stops, where they're like, because you didn't obey, all these bad things are happening to you. Because you didn't obey every commandment and every statute. That's why all these curses are in your life. And that's how people talk to you. Yeah, sometimes they get super intense, uh, or, or, you know, that's their theology, or that's how they actually want to live life, is depressive. Is blaming. Is you've done something wrong or I'm never going to be okay. And they're saying that's why all this dumb stuff's happening to you and the bad stuff and the curse and all that. But they've got to keep reading. The very next verse says, because you did not serve the Lord your God with joy and gladness of heart for the abundance of everything. Say, so, man, all these curses are coming on you. You didn't obey. You weren't grateful. You walked into your own desert, pretty much. Because you weren't great, because you weren't, there was no joy and gladness of heart. God's put this whole earth here, this whole aquarium full of air, full of water, full of iron and bauxite and gold and bricks and and guitars and all these kind of stuff, great cars, all this kind of stuff is here, but you're not grateful for that because you're whinging and miserly. All these curses are coming upon you. Not because God hates you. Maybe you hate you. Maybe you've been hating your life. And I understand why. I understand that life can get hard. I'm telling you how to change. 
Some of you thought your fun was wrong. And I mean, there is a, t- a form of fun that's going to kill you without God that redeems it. He'll teach you how to have fun and it won't lead to death. He'll teach you how to have fun with no consequences and you can still wake up early the next morning or enjoy yourself. He'll teach you how to do it. And actually, you know, so I wanted us to understand today, especially into a new year, that some of you maybe feel like you're missing the rocket fuel in your life or you walk with God, you're like, oh God, I need something new. Yeah, you do. And it's something fun. Go take him out to the beach. On your way to work, do something great. Thank God again. Be grateful for him again. And you watch life and power start flooding your world. And if you're facing a difficult moment, the best thing I can do when Eliza and I are having a moment of discussion where it's just taking her a while to understand that I'm right is is do something to break the intensity of that moment. You can be like, ah, and then the greatest thing you can do is flick a chip at their face or, you know, not, not, not angrily, like something fun. Or hurt yourself, men. I don't know why, but if I hurt myself, like, ah, and my wife's angry at me, it makes her feel better. I don't know. But the best thing you can do to break a moment of intensity, if you're having a fight with someone, take them out to lunch. Invite them to go for a surf. Best thing you can do. How can they hate you like that? Mate, there's a great movie. I know you. I think you're a mongrel and you think I'm a mongrel. But right now, you know what? Hey, Rogue One's on. Let's go. And, and it just, because it's not logical. And then suddenly the joy of the Lord actually starts working on the inside of people's hearts and spirits. And it just alleviates strife and division. And something happens. And without joy, you're dead. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. You see the trajectory of where things are heading without joy. And God is serious about this. This is why I wanted to share this today, that this is not an extra in life. It's not something unspiritual. It's actually super spiritual to actually walk with the Lord continuously, praising Him, being grateful. Yes, there's situations. Yes, there's things unresolved. Yes, there's actually some kind of tragedy happening or divisiveness or enemies. I know that. I'm not discounting that. But the way through to keep yourself alive, keep oxygen in your lungs, is to actually rejoice in the Lord again. If I can get the team up, thank you. I want to pray for you this morning. You've got to have fun. You've got to have fun. It can literally be the difference between obedience and disobedience, blessing and cursing. It's important. It's true. It'll protect you. It'll locate you. But most of all, fun is just fun. Father God, I thank you, Lord, for your heart for your people today. Lord, your heart for your people today is one of joy and blessing and overcoming obstacle, Father God. Lord, we today, as a people, we don't forget your goodness. Lord, we don't forget your abundance. You've given us more than enough air, time, food, energy, capabilities, friends, family. Lord, I thank you for all the greatness Lord, that, you're, that you're leading your people through. Someone here this morning needs to know God has a great adventure for you ahead. That's actually his plan. It's a fantastic adventure of fun and growing and, uh, and learning and, uh, and good stuff. His plan for you is not black and white and depressive and sepia and sit here in duty. It's actually something super adventurous 
And as you walk by faith with him, he'll show you the time of your life. Thank you, Father God. Hey, just quickly, and I, I, I didn't want to go this hard, but I will. But I actually think there's a couple of people here this morning, and from the Lord, I think you actually need to repent. You need to repent from the ugly depression, anger, death, that you have been just walking through. I'm not, it, it just might have hit you in life, but you've somehow embraced that and you don't want it. Now you're, you're upset at everyone else. You don't want it in your future, but you don't know how to get rid of it. The way is actually to change direction and actually recognize that, not as yourself, but it's actually something that's latched onto your life. It's not your fault, but it's, it's somewhere in there. You've got to acknowledge it's not, it's not God's best for you. And, you've got to, and, and in that tone of repentance, say, God, I'm recognizing it. It's not of you. And I'm walking free from it today and I'm, and I'm not allowing it, that access, and I'm going to walk in your joy this year. And if that's you, just quickly, while we're in this posture and moment of, of prayer and contemplation, I love you. Literally, just come out the front and pray. They're really quick. It's just a step of faith to acknowledge that. And you watch the power of God flow through your life. And you'll actually see who your enemy is this year. If that's you, just as we begin to sing, just quietly, I'd love you to come out the front. It might, it might be one or two. It might be more. But you know right now that you're thinking, man, I have felt so bad for so long and you didn't know where it was coming from. But maybe this morning something in Scripture has clarified for you from God's Word that how much He loves you, how much He wants to have fun with you. You might have had your life feeling like you're being obedient to Him, but you haven't actually allowed Him into your fun. You're like, God, I've got this stuff, but there's something in me that I know is not submitted to you and you watch the power of life the power of God come through your life so we finish this morning I'd like you all to stand to your feet if that's you just come out the front I'd love to just acknowledge with you that pray with you and you can walk out of here free hey there's free snow cones outside go for your life on those and also have the best week of your life go home and have fun on purpose Seriously, that's your homework this week. Three times. Do something in the joy of the Lord. God bless you. Have a great week.